Bitcoin has no reliance on the trust index of the government, and therefore neither party is subjugated to concern over the other. This point is easy to understate. Let's return to the example of the Apple Card, a company worth over $3 trillion dollars found it cheaper to partner with Goldman Sachs than to go through the licensing process. Despite the claim there is no company credit card to date that has the ability to be created by the company instead of a bank. The best in Bitcoin made audible. I am Guy Swan and this is Bitcoin Audible. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Bitcoin Audible. I am Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. And we've got a great read today. I've got a lot of stuff packed this week, actually. I'm hoping I'm hoping it doesn't cut into the episode count just because I have a lot of other things to do around it. But there's some really, really cool things happening. Um, and uh, a lot of this will actually be covered on AI Unchained. Um, but uh, definitely, definitely uh, time to be keeping a close eye on shows and announcements and stuff because I think, I don't know, I feel like, and this is also why I want to read this piece, I feel like the stage is set for a big move in the lightning space. Um, and this is a great article by Graham uh, Kresik that he uh ceo or, or founder of voltage they do the lightning infrastructure stuff the the set up a node basically instantly and, and nodes as a service essentially i'll have the link in the uh, show notes if you haven't checked them out yet you definitely should but he wrote this article and it's every company will be a lightning company and uh i'll kind of let him explain the the framing and get into the details but it's a really interesting take on where things are going to go in fintech and why, basically why fintech has popped up and how lightning is essentially the solution that fintech is trying to reach for. But I just think this is a really interesting perspective and it's a short but really good piece. But before we get into it, I just want to thank our amazing sponsors, Fold and the Fold card. Uh, I have very much appreciated everybody um letting me know what they're doing with the fold their fold stack i gotta say i'm very happy with the number of oh it's going straight to cold storage that i have gotten don't forget that you can literally get a hundred thousand sats out the gate for free by using my link and just creating the virtual debit card and making a 20 dollars purchase a hundred thousand sats and then you're going to move that to cold storage you're going to move it to your cold card and if you don't have one of those yet, you can get 9% off with code Bitcoin Audible. So don't forget that because that's when people say they're moving it to their cold storage. That's what they mean. They, need, they mean a secure, trusted Bitcoin security device, a hardware wallet like the freaking cold card. Those links will be very conveniently right in the show notes. And with that, let's get into today's article. And it's titled, Every Company Will Be a Lightning Company by Graham Krizik. No one loves their bank is the motivation behind Angela Strange's 2020 presentation, Every Company Will Be a Fintech Company. 
The premise is that any industry, regardless of the barriers to entry, will eventually succumb to innovation with such high levels of customer dissatisfaction. The vision for financial services of the fiat system focuses on the creation of SaaS companies or software as a service to streamline the process of in-house banking functions. Such a system requires many disparate fee-charging companies to optimize. It is time to consider alternatives. Bitcoin enables businesses to streamline the exchange of goods and services for currency, beyond just optimizing individual elements of a bloated system. This writing will explore, in the context of Angela's presentation, why and how businesses are taking financial transactions in-house and demonstrate how doing so, through Bitcoin on the Lightning Network, is optimal for both the business and the consumer. What taking control away from banks in the fiat system requires. Apple, Uber, Starbucks, and Shopify are examples of businesses undergoing a lengthy and costly exodus from the banking system. They do so because controlling the flow of currency empowers businesses to capture various benefits contingent upon their operating structure. For instance, companies with large cash reserves prioritize retention of their existing customer base. For example, an Apple cardholder is less likely to purchase or even compare an Apple competitor's products when the need arises. Alternatively, companies can build large cash reserves through promissory notes, colloquially known as gift cards. With sufficient volume, this can act as an independent revenue stream for a business. Starbucks, for example, leverages over a billion dollars in gift cards and account balances through its app to invest in money market accounts to accrue interest, similar to PayPal and Venmo. Also, companies that desire a higher workforce stickiness can utilize financial services to create an ecosystem that keeps workers' funds aggregated on their platform, decreasing turnover. This is an iteration on the popularity of mobile banking in sub-Saharan Africa, an area with a high prevalence of under- or unbanked areas. This culture has proven that there is no requirement for a bank account, but instead phone applications can act as the metaphorical mattress to stow money. Companies such as Uber and Lyft greatly benefit from being that mattress, especially when they are also the ones providing the funds to create an ecosystem for their contractors to avoid the hassle of going to a competitor. If a contractor is getting paid not through the Uber app, but into it, the incentive to go to a competitor for a nominal increase in pay is lower. These categories are not exhaustive of the benefits of in-house financial services, but simply illustrate their value proposition. By creating an environment where businesses can leverage the value of the currency as a tool of transaction with upsides instead of one that occurs fees as a cost of doing business, Businesses can leverage this upside to create competitive value propositions for their customers or employees. Fintech startups in the fiat system are an insufficient solution. Vast sums of capital and time are being allocated to seize the opportunities in making this vision possible for more businesses. The perception is that each stage of the complex process, for a business to claw back control of their finances, there is a space for startups to compete through small monthly fees in exchange for a simplification of that specific stage. Though there is value in this thinking, 
The macro perspective is reminiscent of Kodak, an ex-behemoth. Kodak invented many elements of the digital age that ironically became its own downfall because the organization refused to think outside of its core printing business. Kodak created a Facebook-esque site with the objective of promoting individuals to print shared pictures. Kodak could not realize, quote, that online photo sharing was the new business, not just a way to expand the printing business. In this same vein, sassifying every step of the current financial system is just a way of expanding the financial services business instead of realizing that in-house financial services are the new business. An entirely new means of currency is necessary for this evolution. The current system is not designed to provide consumers with control. Even if a business becomes large enough to act as a financial intermediary with government approval, its dominance will create a non-competitive marketplace that would hurt customers who simply have no other choice. This lack of competition would also permit the business to accept the larger risk of downtime to save costs. Keiko, a Korean technology conglomerate, is such an example. An outage in 2022 due to their outsourcing of servers led millions of Koreans that were reliant on their payment system through their app to be unable to access or transact with their funds. The high barrier to entry of competing with Keiko's platform due to sheer size and government patronage has led to no real repercussions, and therefore Korea continues to suffer from, quote, the inherent weakness of the trust-based model. Fintech startups in the Bitcoin system will win. A business that utilizes Bitcoin as the means of payment through the Lightning Network does not need to have any prerequisites. This is because the steps necessary for a business to act as a bank in any capacity are significantly reduced and desired complexity is an option, not a requirement. Two steps brought up in Angela's presentation on the consumer side of becoming a quote, bank that is not necessary for this system are licensing and fraud. Core systems, data, regulatory, user interface, and payments do exist as elements for a business to become a, quote, bank, but the capital and time pale in comparison. Bitcoin has no reliance on the trust index of the government, and therefore neither party is subjugated to concern over the other. This point is easy to understate. Let's return to the example of the Apple Card. A company worth over $3 trillion found it cheaper to partner with Goldman Sachs than to go through the licensing process. Despite the claim, there is no company credit card to date that has the ability to be created by the company instead of a bank. While individual and business wallets can be hacked, fraudulent transactions through the Lightning Network are extremely challenging. Bitcoin is a public ledger, so by its very nature, it is transparent. Though mixing is a method of degrading the origins of specific coins, the risk of fraud is completely in the control of the business and its tolerance to risk. Therefore, there is absolutely no base requirement to spend any capital on fraud management if one so chooses. The Better Financial Ecosystem for Business Fiat systems require the separation of core systems and data because banks require communication with each other to transact. 
The Lightning Network does not have these communication requirements. An additional benefit to this is that Bitcoin has been able to close the gap of time between transactions and when they are settled. Although the financial industry today is a vast improvement from the days of individuals manually moving transactions across different books, the core problem of closing the gap between transaction and settlement times has not been addressed, just drastically improved with technology and complex systems such as SWIFT. The desire for a world clearinghouse, a single head bank that all other banks would use as a third party to transact, has been a philosophical question since at least the 1800s, when London was sought after to take the role. In that world, where carrying around gold and silver coins to transact was necessary, the greats, such as Jevons, could only grasp the potential we have today. Quote, All that is needed to secure economy of money is centralization of transactions, so that there may be the wider scope for the balancing of claims. The unification of transactions on a single ledger through Bitcoin is the world equivalent of where the vision of the London bank was headed. The requirement here from a business is just participation in the network. Compared to the monthly fees in perpetuity from at least one startup in both the core systems and data steps under the fiat model, the nominal effort in getting on-chain in terms of capital investment is free in comparison. Neither a startup nor a bank will ever be able to cost-effectively compete on a global scale with the Lightning Network. Regulatory uncertainty is the largest concern as it relates to governmental cooperation and taxation. With companies such as Strike that enable instantaneous conversion to Bitcoin into fiat from both ends of the transaction, taxation is simplified by eliminating capital gains or losses. There are no hard requirements from a regulatory perspective, and the complexity of events such as tax events are determined by the sliding scale desire of capital allocation of a business up front, through an accountant on staff or in-house software, or at the time of the event through a third party. One of the most significant challenges in competing against the fiat system is user interface. Altering established consumer habits is challenging, but there are obvious trends that provide optimism. The COVID-19 pandemic created a strong drive to encourage contactless payment globally. Though there is still a significant portion of consumers that use credit cards, the mass adoption of smartphones continues to drive change in consumer habits to tap their phones. Creating a positive payment experience is not a new issue, and innovation is likely to continue. That is especially true now with the Lightning Network as a means of drastically decreasing transaction latency. Just as with every other step of the process for a business to adopt the Lightning Network, the importance of latency is driven on a per-company basis. Payment processing fees are the unfortunate reality of running a business in today's world, and the Lightning Network is a solution to this. Processing fees can range widely, but generally follow the structure of a flat percentage, as well as a few flat cents charged per transaction. With few dominant players in the space and the complex steps these businesses need to go through in the fiat system, it is simply an accepted reality. Given the low barrier to entry for a business to begin participating on the Lightning Network and to even become its own host, competition among nodes attempting to claim your transactions will lead to significantly lower fees.
The very nature of being on the world's public ledger also permits the Lightning Network to instantaneously be superior as a global payment processor compared to anything the fiat system is capable of. Given the lack of a unified global banking system, it is not due to competition that international fees exist, but instead a consequence of the fiat system. Utilizing voltage to spend even less capital and time in the beginning and optimize the payment process is, like every other step, a choice instead of a mandate. Voltage simply allows any business to become an instantly global business at a significantly more affordable cost than any of the incumbents in the fiat system. The Lightning Network is the superior option for any business with the desire to become involved in fintech to improve. The current fiat system is not designed to permit businesses to take this control back. Individual companies might boast simplicity in improving one of the processes in the fiat system for a business to do so, but when the objective is actually completed and a business finally feels in control, there are at least seven companies that are being paid, often monthly, for the privilege of financial, quote, control. With the Lightning Network, Becoming an individual business in complete control of your business finances is free, and the fees to be a participant are so minimal that going global from a transaction standpoint is readily accessible. Voltage offers the benefit of lowering the cost of time to onboard and begins your journey by leveraging the most optimal usage of the Lightning Network. All right, and that wraps up our piece, Every Company Will Be a Lightning Company, by Graham Krizik. Let's take a minute right here, hit our sponsor, and then I want to do a guy's take on this piece. 100,000 sets for free. Go to my link, get the Fold app, create your card, use your card one time for a $20 purchase, and get 100,000 sats. Basically, Fold is offering to pay for your first $20 purchase on a free debit card and then give you like eight or nine extra dollars on top of it in sats just for checking out the app. And this is for like three more days. This is in June with my link. Do not pass this up. I only got 20,000 sats when I signed up. And honestly, the Bitcoin price was a lot lower. And honestly, I feel cheated that I did not get this opportunity for more sats than the sats that I got. But it's okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain. I do have, I got sats. And I like you guys, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you got this opportunity. But you're gonna wanna get those sats. I will question our relationship if you do not take free sats. <laughs> oh, and they also have discounted gift cards. Don't forget that you can actually just use the app Without the debit, I mean, I've, I used it for a long time without the debit card. Well, not that long. I got the debit card pretty quick. But they have sats back on gift cards through the app with just a ton of major merchants. And you can actually use it. You can actually buy them with Lightning. So if you're actually trying to live off Bitcoin and have income and expenses done in Bitcoin, the gift cards and sats back that you get on Fold and that you can actually spend Bitcoin on is actually a really great help with that. So check out the app. Go to the link bitcoinaudible.com slash fold get your 100,000 free sats and check out the fold app again that is bitcoinaudible.com with just a slash fold after it 
But you know what? You don't have to memorize that because guess where it is? It's in the freaking show notes. All right. I love this piece. I love this piece because I really feel like, I don't know why I'm, I'm getting jazzed. I feel like lightning has had two major phases um, and, or two major moves, shifts in how lightning works and how the lightning market has evolved. And we are absolutely, I think Noster has, is really a big part of me feeling like we're moving into a different place with lightning because I am watching people get onboarded and that feels like something new. That feels like something new to lightning where I'm, I'm not watching Bitcoiners get onboarded. I'm watching people get onboarded. There are a lot of people who are touching Bitcoin for the first time on platforms like Noster because of zaps, because of the just the fascination and then also the controversy. As much as all this Dama stuff and I just want to hate on Apple and I just make my anti-Apple posts even though I'm sitting here on a freaking Mac and an iPhone because I do like their hardware and that's why I hate so much of what their other policies and things are because I like the device. Less the iPhone. I'm, I'm less attached to... I just need. I just want a phone that works. Probably the only reason the iPhone... iPhone, the iMessages or Apple messages lock in is such a pain. I hate it. Trying to do group messages because it's become such a main conversation medium for a lot of my friends and a lot of group conversations. It's basically the thing for my close social circles, whereas... All the other things feel separate. Keat, Telegram, you know, Twitter, Nostra, like these things are more like kind of public environments to share and have conversations. And, and texting kind of feels like the more private side of that, that you're, it's a much closer social circle. Like the, the text message groups that I have are with friends and family, like really close people. Maybe that's just my association, um, but I, I would assume that that's the norm that that's how a lot of people treat it but because of that being in those groups where you have group messages and you can't like my my brother um agoris view on twitter and noster i think has graphene i think is the one that he installed because i was installing calyx but he's basically made this his only phone but he can't, we've had to switch over. I mean, luckily I've gotten literally my parents and some really close friends on Telegram, but we've had to move our conversation over there because he doesn't get like a ton of the things that we're messaging. Can't see videos or images. And I think he gets tapbacks as individual messages, if I'm not mistaken. But regardless, it's just a huge pain in the ass. All of this was to say that the controversy with Damas and Apple and Jack calling attention to it, there are a couple of positive externalities to this entire situation. Because one, it's going to push everybody to web apps. It already has. The excitement around making everything a web app and the fact that we don't need that the functionality of the app itself, of the app ecosystem is it really necessary to that everything can be accomplished over the web and in the browser now that this will make a far more coherent ecosystem if you have if apple actually tries to control things too much it puts the pressure on being able to easily get around them and changes the culture of the product and the service the the protocol around noster and all of the clients now it absolutely does suck that there's going to be a huge 
uh, community of people in the iOS environment that whose only default thing is to go to the app store to get apps. That behavior is going to be a barrier and it's going to be a barrier to adoption. But the thing is, is if Noster clients are still available and they simply see that they are the only ones that don't get to zap, that's a little different. That's a little different. But going back to my original point is I am watching people get onboarded into onto zaps as their first experience on Bitcoin or Lightning. And for a very, very long time, Lightning wasn't the way to get on, wasn't the way to get into Bitcoin. But more and more everywhere I look, at least with the services and the things that I use, those barriers have kind of fallen away. Like it's been slowly and sh- but surely, but Lightning is in Cash App. You can bridge into and out to with, uh, out of Bitcoin and Lightning with Strike, with Swan's going to have Lightning integration, River has Lightning integration, a bunch of exchanges, Kraken has Lightning integration, like you can now withdraw. There are a lot of, even the even the apps or the wallets that aren't quite as good and require, you know, large upfront fees and you have to explain it to people. They still do just work. Like I've watched people get on board and use Moon Wallet, use Phoenix Wallet, use, uh, and there's a lot in the custodial space as well. There's a lot of activity on custodial Bitcoin, but it also is important in the sense that it opens up the market for providing services. And it also puts competition in the ability to actually offer the custodial experience with as little friction as possible in, in the sense that you you offer the experience without the custodianship. And that's where things specifically like Voltage, Greenlight, the Breeze SDK, and uh, and the LDK, these things are coming out that are allowing the LSP service model, the market for the infrastructure. That's kind of what I feel like the the second major phase of uh, of Lightning was. The first stage of Lightning was, oh, this is going to be something that everybody runs and everybody's going to tinker with it. And then it was just very much like, oh god, I'm going to run a Lightning node in terminal. It was the it was the hobbyist phase. That's when you had tons of new channels and tons of new nodes, and then like eighty percent of them went dead. They were just trying stuff out and opening channels, and then they left. And a whole bunch of a whole lot of the lightning graph just kind of went dead as we were trying to figure out where this fits and seeing that establishing a position was actually a really complicated, extremely prosumer thing. And then of course all the tooling and the standards like we've been beating this thing to death for you know four or five years to develop all of these standards you think about it we've, we've tried to squeeze about 20 years of the internet uh, of the shifting internet infrastructure of establishing okay well now we've got the the base packet switching and tcp ip okay now we've got email and we can send messages but we have to figure out how to get email addresses to people all right well how do we quickly build the infrastructure to run servers so that can, people can set up email like you had to figure out that that was going to be a service that people weren't going to run email themselves and you had to figure out what that service model was. How do you provide that to people? And how do you give them, okay, how we split up DNS addresses and uh, then create the World Wide Web? Like this whole stacks of different protocols had to roll out over a really long time because every time we entered a new space of a new protocol, the biggest thing you have to do is figure out how it behaves. You have to understand the new environment. You know, just creating the thing doesn't mean you understand how it's going to operate. Like Satoshi may have had a completely different view of how this was going to look in five to ten years. 
You can't possibly parse out all the different possibilities or uh, the trade-offs until you see it in offer uh, in operation. It's shocking how much he could see just in establishing all or solving all of the problems of the of the entire system. But lightning has become has really evolved in the thinking of how to tackle it, how it's going to be used, where it's going to be placed in the global infrastructure and how users are going to relate. And it is, it is insane to me that, you know, going back three years uh, and looking how this, uh, taking another view of how it looked at the time and what you had to do to set things up and figure out channels and liquidity and all of this stuff. And now to be able to literally go into a store, set someone up on Phoenix and shoot them 10,000 sats in a matter of seconds and they're non-custodial and they don't even necessarily know it except that I told it to them. And then we literally have nodes, we have infrastructure as a service with voltage, with green light, with a lot of these things, they're, they're production ready. They're not, we're talking about them, they are here now. I think we have entered that space where we have a huge gap of now we can do it, we just need the people there. The capacity has arrived. The monetary structure has the the... The monetization of the infrastructure has arrived. The way that we know the infrastructure is going to work between the customers and between the payment providers, or excuse me, between the businesses. I think we have a strong feel of what that is going to look like and where they need to place themselves. And they have built out exactly that infrastructure to do it. I really think things are going to pop off. It, I don't know. It just feels like it. feels like we're going into a third era of lightning. But anyway, I haven't even really talked about the freaking article yet. Um, I'm just kind of stoked about where things are right now, especially because I think it's going to be so freaking applicable to AI and how you can actually make use of these things. And I think AI is actually the a huge part of why actually we'll, this is in the article. This is in the article. So we'll we'll get to it in just a second. Uh, going back to the first thing that I saved, it says Kodak invented many elements of the digital age that ironically became its own downfall because the organization refused to think outside of its core printing business. Kodak created a Facebook-esque site with the objective of promoting individuals to print shared pictures. Kodak could not realize that, quote, the online photo sharing was the new business, not just a way to expand the printing business. I really like that reasoning or that analogy because I think it's very, very easy for us to get into the mindset of recreating the digital version. I mean, Jesus, I really think this is what the vast, vast majority of crypto is, is trying to recreate the way the fiat system works in a digital way with cryptographic tokens. And we can just as easily make those same mistakes in Lightning, in thinking about how it is that major pieces of the infrastructure, what parts they are going to play, and which ones will actually exist. And this is what's fascinating about Lightning, is that you are not only... It's, it is, it's a public payments utility. It's a open, decentralized, completely global network where by participating, by becoming connected to the network at all, you are actually part of the network's infrastructure as well, which makes businesses very, very interestingly aligned with 
establishing place, uh, establishing real estate in the liquidity of the Lightning Network. And as Bitcoin becomes harder and harder to deny, it's going to be more and more difficult, just in the same way that the Lightning adoption by a lot of the exchanges has almost seemed reluctant, especially the crypto exchanges. And there's just kind of been this steady stream because it's one of those things that it's, it's very much a chicken and the egg problem, right? Like the infrastructure has to be there, especially as a decentralized network. The infrastructure has to be there and the businesses have to be there to make it useful to the user. And the users have to be there for the infrastructure and the businesses to care. So it has a very significant bootstrapping problem. And then on top of that, it's a second layer bootstrapping problem on top of, the boot, on top of getting people to understand the value of Bitcoin. So your resistance is literally compounded. But lucky for us, Fiat money sucks really, really bad, and the fiat banking system sucks just about as bad. And every single year, we have another freaking crisis and another few trillion dollars printed. And every single year, Bitcoin just keeps tick-tocking next blocking, and it gets a lot. It gets harder and harder to deny Bitcoin. And there is absolutely, and I've talked about this in a few episodes. But there seems to be a significant change in the mindshare, in the place, in the kind of social psyche that Bitcoin is resting now. I mean, Nassim Taleb went on CNBC and literally said that Bitcoin doesn't work because it's not very good at money laundering, because it's too auditable. Lucky for us, he doesn't know anything about Bitcoin. But there's there's another very significant. So I, I really like the way Graham Graham lays out in this article um, uh, about why it seems so much. In fact, there's a really great quote. Where is it? Uh, Bitcoin has no reliance on the trust index of the government, and therefore neither party is subjected to concern over the other. This point is easy to understate. Let's return to the example of the Apple Card. A company worth over $3 trillion found it cheaper to partner with Goldman Sachs than to go through the licensing process. Despite the claim, there is no company credit card to date that has the ability to be created by the company instead of a bank. The thing about the value proposition of an entirely open monetary system open and permissionless monetary system with an open and permissionless payment system, payment protocol built on top of it, the number of positive things that it can give, that it can allow for the user of the network, especially from a business perspective and especially as jurisdictions become far more important rather than less important as time goes on because of so much political volatility. The value of a neutral network is literally greater and greater every single year. And this is where AI enters the scene. Because these companies don't just have a staggering licensing and regulatory problem. They also have a fraud problem. And the thing is, is the fraud is getting worse. And as we enter into the AI landscape... And the ability to scale these up. KYC is going to get far, far more difficult very, very quickly. And when I mean the ability for these AI 
tools to scale this up. I mean the ability to create infinite, believable people, infinite users that just don't exist, that are nobody. And that's why I talk about like the, the key technologies and the key ways to use AI are in filtering and curation, is in finding the signal among the noise because the noise is going to get insanely loud and permissioned networks that need to identify people in the digital sphere, that need to KYC their customer, that need a picture of them with their ID so that they know they're not fake. When that becomes instant and free to fake, they won't have a choice but to lock everything down harder. So not only is the, are the political divides getting greater, but all of the technological divides are getting greater. And they have to. The walls have to go up. They have, there are going to be so many more false positives of people getting their payment, PayPal account shut down, of getting their card shut down, of getting their bank account frozen, because they're not going to be able to understand the filters for who is real and who isn't are just going to be insanely, insanely difficult to maintain. Which means the fraud problem is only going to get worse every single month. And now having real estate on a digital payments network that is decentralized, that bridges every political border, that is truly global, and where you can receive payment instantly, that is a bearer asset, that as soon as you have the payment, it is yours. It can't be stolen back from you. No chargebacks, no $35 fee for the chargeback from the bank. And even better, the more space, the more liquidity you buy into this network, you make sets on routing payments. Your liquidity is also there for other people's payments to clear. And you can even set custom amounts. Maybe you just don't want to make any, you don't want any capital to move unless it's this rate. You can set your fee rate and you can work directly with other businesses. And Lightning and the payments service ends up being a division within your company that every company can simply establish their position on the Lightning Network, earn fees, routing for the the people they the businesses and companies they do business with and uh, and their users they can be the front end for the connection to voltage for the connection to green light to offer nodes as a service and they can actually do it without actually holding customer funds so that they don't have to get custodial licenses and they don't have to worry about that risk and they can offer this in an environment where they have none of the startup costs none of the licenses none of the regulatory hurdles in providing that to the customer this is why i, I used a freaking lightning tip bot with ln with a with a lightning address from Cali BTC run on two Raspberry Pis. Uh, he offered me a service. I think in four to five years, it will seem absolutely no brainer that a company working with Bitcoin and accepting lightning payments so they can have access to a global audience would have no reason not to have their their tech team and accounting team work together to manage their position in the Lightning Network so that they have good liquidity. And if they don't want to do the job, they hire it out to an LSP and uh, a, a node running service like Voltage to, to infrastructure that they can just basically have Lightning as a service plugged into their thing. And they can offload, uh, they don't even have to take the, the security 
responsibility or the the risk management of holding their customer funds because they can use something where the keys are actually on the customer side and that you can literally set these arrangements up in a matter of minutes like we're talking like on an order of a couple of hours set something up and you're offering you can offer lightning to a first time customer to a first time user who's never touched any of it and they can be anywhere in the world I think we have reached a place where the infrastructure is ready for another significant leg up. And uh, it'll probably be strained. It always does. It always is. But I don't know. I, uh, I really like this article. And I think there is a lot of very interesting uh, elements of truth in this. And I think uh, I think Voltage and Greenlight and uh, uh, Blockstream... Uh, breeze like all these guys I, what i'm at least what i have been most interested in in the lightning ecosystem i think they've really well positioned themselves um I'll, it'll be very very interesting to see uh where things go in the next year or two especially as it feels like the bitcoin price is heating up at the same time because you know you need that you need the runway you need the runway to bring in uh new people for you know the rocket ship to the moon and all that <laughs> so anyway um i gotta go uh uh get rad back to sleep so i will catch you guys on the morrows with another episode of bitcoin audible thank you for uh shouting out and still if you haven't uh join in hashtag fold stack i have uh if you didn't hear is a couple episodes ago i talked about how i had uh saved up 22 million sats in sats back with the fold card and so it was like 67 ish hundred dollars and i'm finally using it to get to a working product for a development project that i have really really wanted to do for a long time in the bitcoin space and i think it's going to be really really fun so hopefully i have something to announce on that um i don't know maybe say on the order of a month couple of months something very interesting to share and a shout out to Fold for sponsoring the show, but also for giving me those sets. So I had development money. So let me know what you guys are doing with your Fold stack. Hashtag Fold stack. And don't forget, 100,000 sats free till the end of June and 9% off where, where you're going to put those sats. You're going to put them on your gold card. 9% off with code Bitcoin Audible. Check out both right with links and details in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. And I will catch you on the next episode of Bitcoin Audible. And until then, everybody, take it easy, guys. Rather than love, than money, than fame, give me truth. Henry David Thoreau.